Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to the weekday chat where we meet with you midweek to talk about where we've been and where we're going. My name is Riley Weaver. And I'm Steve White. We're glad you're here and we welcome comments or questions you'd like to ask. We can even pose those online or answer online today. I mean, while we're broadcasting or uh, other times, we just appreciate you uh, being willing to listen for a little bit. And uh, we uh, we want to we want to be a helping along the way, which is not just for us to have a little chat. We like to chat with you. And so this past Sunday, we started a series on dangerous prayers, which uh, is difficult to put our head around. How can prayer be dangerous? And those are those are prayers that really enable us to do some soul searching and they jar us because we're sort of the, we're part of the answer to the prayer we're praying mm-hmm. and God does something deep within us. And those are hard prayers. So we started with this prayer, unite us, that Jesus prays uh, for us. He prays for unity. And my, my experience is unity is really difficult to preach about yeah, sure. and <laughs> teach on. It's, it's just not easy at all. Yeah. So, you know, Steve, kind of going off of that, what would you say are some of the biggest barriers to unity in the church? And kind of where does the church stands on some of those things? So are you talking about the church global or the church local? However you want to take it. All right. <laughs> Both and. Well, I think I think every every individual congregation has its threats all the time because we're, we're, we're different from each other. You know, right now I know there's been a, some angst about our particular vision that we're moving forward in about home groups and equip you and building friendships with unbelievers and uh, even worship shifts. So those are hard shifts to make. We understand that. But uh, we said from the beginning, you know, there's no perfect vision. We're just trying to do, we're trying to learn how to be better effective so that we can win lost people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we would all agree on that. So, you know, visions will change. Methodology is going to change. There's always been angst with methodology in the history of the church whenever methods change. Sure. We just, we want, but we do want to, we want to keep the high things, you know, in mind, what we're called to do. When it comes to global church, I, you know, I, of course, of course, worldwide, there are going to be different things. I could think of the American church. I think there are a lot of things in the American church we just got to acknowledge are, are worthy considerations. Mm-hmm. I think the younger generation definitely cares strongly about the environment sure. and becoming more green, whatever that looks like. And, you know, I just think... We have to acknowledge this is God's earth, and we're to be good stewards of it. And as we learn about how to be good stewards, I think we ought to exercise those things. The the challenge is how do we become good stewards of it um, without being dictated by material things sure. like the earth? Sure. And that is a that's a hard to come to agreement on that. I think capitalism is another thing that we have to deal. And we have free enterprise. It's a wonderful way to live our lives. When does capitalism take over so that it dominates our thinking and money becomes our... I think we would agree that in America, often the economy is people's God. Mm-hmm. And that is that is not God-honoring. God sure. blesses us so we can bless the world, right? And so we have to keep being honest in the church, I think, about teaching people that this is not ours, that mm-hmm. we... If, however God blesses us, 
we have to be generous people, you know. Yeah. I think um, race has always been an issue. We've come a long way in race, uh, racial uh, unity in our country. Lots of great things have been accomplished. I don't think the answer personally is that we, you know, just forget history and we just rewrite history or, uh, or buy into cancel culture. But I need to listen to those who think we should. And I think, I think I, there are these threats, but I think also historically there have always been threats to unity. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why we have to keep, keep coming back and revisiting the main things over and over again. We have been redeemed. God loves all people. We want to love all people to new life in Christ. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's where we have to agree. How well about said. you? How would you answer this question? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I totally echo a lot of the things that you mentioned. I think during this time, another thing that's really divisive in our culture and our country, and I mean, honestly, our church too, or has the potential to be very divisive is just how we respond to COVID-19. Sure. You know, do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? Obviously, we asked everybody to wear a mask at church here last week. And to me, when it comes to some of these divisive issues, one of the questions we need to ask is what's our greatest priority? Uh, Obviously, honoring God is our first and foremost priority. But behind that, loving our neighbors is really our second priority. And when I think through the issue of COVID-19, you know, just where I've personally landed on this, wearing a mask, you know, when I'm out in public is a way that I can love my neighbors because I'm protecting them from potentially transmitting the virus. So somebody offers their hand, you shake it? It depends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, have uh, you take their temperature first? Is that no, no, do? no. Okay. Uh, most of the time I shake it, okay. and then secretly I go and sanitize <laughs> my <laughs> hands. <laughs> Sorry if I shake your hand. That's what I do. But yes. no, I, you know, I, I want to meet people where they're at. Um, I, I want them to feel comfortable right. with me. So generally I, I would shake a hand, but after that I'm yeah. pretty careful with what sure, I touch. Yeah, yeah. So, same, same way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we're, if we're going for... Uh, Unity. How how do you think that is accomplished? You know, we, mm-hmm. the Bible makes it clear we we don't we don't create unity. That's the work of the Spirit. We're to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So, what are some tips on how we maintain unity? Yeah, you know, just thinking through that question, one of the things that came to mind for me was Philippians two. Yes, me too. Um, you know, fantastic. Honestly, Philippians 2 just comes to my mind all the yes, time. Right. So many helpful nuggets there. But Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Um, you know, we we have to keep the interests, the best interests of others in our mind. Um, we've got to keep different perspectives in our mind. You know, just we can't assume that we're is right. And, you know, this passage kind of talks about it. But to me, one of the, I mean, probably the craziest thing about Jesus is he didn't die for us because we were good people. He died for us because we were bad people. Right. I mean, he died for the very Pharisees that sentenced him to death. Yes. And he he wanted them to know him. And, and we don't know for sure what happened because there's not, not a record. But I believe that some of those Pharisees probably became Christians Absolutely. because of what happened. So Paul did. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I guess there is a record. Yeah, there is one. a record of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, he was a pretty important guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if Jesus was willing to sacrifice his life for me while I was still a sinner. I mean, surely 
I can lay down some of my opinions for people that disagree with me. Exactly. Yeah. What are your thoughts? And by, by laying down your opinion, you don't mean they stop being your opinion. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, I think we, so often we build on our differences rather than our similarities. And mm. I think we have to choose where are our agreements. Yeah. Let's work on that. Let's just go see how far we go that way. The same passage is really talking at Philippians 2. It's talking about attitude. Mm-hmm. Our attitude has so much to do. It is so easy for me just to block somebody off because I don't like their opinions. Sure. I don't like that they don't agree with me mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's so easy to suddenly assume someone's worst. Hmm. I don't want somebody to assume the worst about me. Mm, I want them to assume the best about me. So my mind will go to, well, he just doesn't have enough faith. Hmm. Or that guy has a leadership problem. Or she's just not thinking about anybody else. Well, I don't know that. Hmm. They could have some very legitimate concerns and rooted in something that has some substance to it. Sure. But maybe my substance, I think, is better. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, I got to figure that out. But we'll never be in unity if we just keep people at a distance. Well, I really want to engage with you because I think you have small faith. That's not my judgment to make. Mm. I, I can't do that. Yeah. So I have, to, I have to. That's why the call to love one another is differently. We have to take seriously also the one another's of the New Testament. Mm. You can't just read quickly over those and act like, that's just a theoretical thing that we do as a church. Yeah, we love one another. We care for each other. We bear each other's burden. No, God's commanding me to do that. Yeah, that's good. Even bear with one another. That means tolerate one another. And we have to learn to do that for mm. the sake of Christ. And obviously prayer is essential. Sure. God is the one who binds people together. And um, I've also learned this, that when you don't have a vision that's a lot bigger than yourself— you get really picky and you start dealing with minutia mm. that makes no significant, has no significance and bearing on anything of great worth. Mm. And so what keeps us fresh and I think more united is when we are always, we're, we're always engaging unbelievers. Mm. We're, we're all, we're so excited about those conversations. Yeah. We're excited about what's happening. We watch people be baptized into Christ and we get excited about that and see, it keeps us out of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And you stay small in, in little opinion things and that just takes you down. No, just in general, spending time with people that are different than ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. Sure. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about unity, but obviously sometimes the Bible tells us that we've got to hold each other accountable, you know, confront our brothers and sisters when they're um, incorrect. You know, how should we go about doing that? What's the right way to do that? You know, it's not rocket science. Who do you think, Riley, has most impact on my life other than Jesus? Probably Diana. My wife. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there's a covenant relationship I know whatever she says to me, it's out of love and the covenant she's made with me, I've made with her. She would never do anything mm. to in any way hurt me. Yeah. So I have her read my sermon for Sunday. And she, this week she said, 
what's the point of ver- the point of point one? You know, and did I get a little defensive? I got a little defensive, yeah. you know. But I, I thanked her later because when I went back to it and whittled it down, she was right. That's really good. Yeah, that's and cool. and now I'm not always defensive. I've done really better in 43 years of marriage, 42 years of marriage. <laughs> sure. But I. But it's my point is since we wrote out the vision, we're talking more about community. Mm. Community is. When our relationship is so tight that whatever you say to me that may hurt, I know you only have my best at heart. Absolutely. And if yeah. the church just continues to do what it does, seeing each other high its surface, we will never be in the place to confront one another. Yeah. And we have to. That's why smaller groups where we can love each other over time, bear each other's burdens, cry together, struggle with truth together in the pages of Scripture, mm. let God speak to us. We need that. Out of that comes relationships that are so valuable. We can really love each other well. That's awesome. I love that. You know, just to add, you know, obviously Matthew 18 is a big uh, passage in the New Testament about how to confront your brother when they're in the wrong. You know, if you've not read that before, I'd encourage you to go and read that. But one thing that really sticks out to me is in college, I had a professor who, you know, was talking about you know, confronting people with different opinions than you or, you know, you know, holding people accountable, basically. And he said, you can be right, but if you confront somebody in the wrong way, if you do it at the wrong time, if you do it in the wrong place, or if you're the wrong person to do it, you're still wrong. Exactly right. And I think that's something we got to be really careful about. Obviously, I think most people know that Facebook probably not a great place no. to confront no. some of that stuff. No. For some reason, it still happens, but probably not a great place. And, mm-hmm. you know, in general, I just think that public places are, are not a good, a, not a good way to do that. You know, it's take a friend out to coffee, give them a phone call, you know, start there. And if there's a really big issue, maybe you can involve another friend, but, Man, if you're triangling people in to that conversation at the very beginning, it's yeah. going to be really, really difficult for that person not to be defensive. Absolutely. You know what I've learned, too, about myself? And I've been, I've been so bad in so many ways regarding unity through the years. I've had to be convicted many times. But I'm really working on listening more than speaking. Hmm, that's cool. It's only in listening well that we are in the right to speak. Mm-hmm. And we Americans love to be heard. We preachers. Yeah. We like to talk. We want you to listen to us, right? And so I have to I have to guard myself all the time and try to listen. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think the relational piece that you mentioned is really important too. Yeah. And you know, sometimes when it comes to confronting people who are in the wrong, I think we've got to ask ourselves, can this issue wait? Because most of the time I think it can't. Yeah. And I know there's been times where I've stepped out, said something that I shouldn't have said too early in the process, and I've lost the opportunity to speak to that person about that issue when if I just would have waited, maybe it would have come up naturally. Maybe the issue would have resolved itself. Um, yeah, we, we've. I think we've got to take seriously our role in that process. Yeah. And a, a lot of times that involves just being a little more humble right, and exactly. realizing attitude, that, you know, we, we can't change everything. Right. So. And you can't force unity. Yeah. And often I'm wrong. Mm. And after I've listened, I, I come out different. Sure. And I've been made better for that person. I thought I just didn't like because they didn't agree with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, great. Thanks everybody for joining us today. This Sunday, we're going to continue our sermon series on dangerous prayers. Steve is preaching again. Yeah, show me. <laughs> yeah. Is the prayer. Show mm, me. It's going to be good. Exodus 33, right? right. So right. hope you'll join us. Uh, you can join us online, or if you want to, you can RSVP for our in-person services just by going to plainfieldchristian.com. But anyway, I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.